0: You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobchemsclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thank you for joining me today. This is podcast number 171. And, um, I am talking about six things my mama did right. Um, it's mother's day coming up and happy mother's day, mom. I, I know that for years I said, well, my mom doesn't listen to my podcast, so I can say this y'all she's been listening. Um, So hi, mom. Anyway, um, but I just was thinking about uh, Mother's Day and just how thankful I am for her. Um, I am going to try to relate it to cleaning as much as possible, but, um, just so you know, the years that I was, um, in my mom's house were not years when I was focused on cleaning the way that I am now. Um, but anyway, that she's the one who laughs pretty, pretty, pretty hilariously hysterically whatever the word is at the thought that this is my job talking about cleaning all the time it is rather hilarious so anyway uh, but yeah so i wanted to uh just honor her and do that but i the, here here's the main thing that is number let's see okay here's what it ultimately comes down to and the reason why i feel like this is important is i do hear from a lot of people who don't have a great relationship with their mother. And a lot of that is blamed upon this issue of cleaning. And I feel like I am a great example of a frustrating child in this area. And I know a lot of you have frustrating children (laughs) and maybe have sought out this podcast because of that. Maybe this isn't your struggle, but it is your child's struggle. Um, but you know, the, the main thing I have to say is my mother purposefully never let this be a relationship breaker for us. Um, and that to me is the difference, whether I stunk at this issue, whether she felt like all of her efforts to get me to be better at cleaning Um, and keeping my room under control or whatever it was at the time, whether she felt like her efforts were complete failure or whatever. She was purposeful. Okay, this is not just Oh, how nice that this didn't break their relationship. No, she made she was purposeful about keeping our relationship strong. So anyway, I'm gonna talk about five ways that uh, my mama got things right. Um, And uh, there is no underground podcast about things that she did wrong because um, she didn't do you know what I mean I'm not gonna go and then my mom I mean other than the time when she gave me um, I got a Barbie car like a remote control Barbie car for Christmas and then it didn't work and they just took it back and didn't replace it you know my husband thinks that's pretty horrible and let's just be honest, I wanted that Barbie car and I would have preferred to just keep it broken. Um, but other than that, you know, I really, there's not much that I dwell upon or think about because they did a great job. And I, um, and I honestly believe that the reason that I don't sit around and think about all the awful things my parents did, cause they really didn't do parent er, awful things. I know this is weird. Me talking about this, but you know, hi mom. Um, but it's because of the relationship. You know what I mean? Like that, keeping the relationship strong means that the mistakes that we made are like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'll benefit of the doubt here. You know, I'm not like my parents didn't give me a replacement Barbie car. I'm like, you know what? It was disappointing, but guess what? We have a great relationship. And so now we can laugh about it you know, just the way that we laugh about all my cleaning struggles and all that kind of stuff. So the relationship is key. Okay. Um, but before I get into that, uh, let me talk about our sponsor for this week, who is prep dish. Um, if there is a desire in your heart, y'all we're getting close to summer. If you've got this little feeling inside your heart and an idea floating just outside the reach of your reality to focus on healthy eating this summer, You need to check out Prep Dish. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription based meal planning service that sends you a unique and thorough meal plan each Friday. You get a detailed shopping list, a step by step plan for prepping your meals ahead of time, and instructions for cooking your meals on the night that you eat them. Here's the thing summer is the perfect time to try out Prep Dish. If you've thought, okay, but what, what does my time look like? And I really want to try that service and blah, blah, blah. Summer is a great time to try it out. Cause let's just be honest. Summer is this weird mix of non-scheduled days and over-scheduled days, right? I mean, you got some time where you go, Oh good. We're out of our routine. All right. I've got some time. And then all of a sudden you have three days where you're like, how is this so crazy? Um, that's just the reality of summer. So prep dish is a great thing to try out because here's what you can do. Spend one of the less scheduled days or less scheduled sections of a day. You don't have to spend the whole day. It's just a couple hours prepping your week's meals and then get those healthy meals on the table super fast on the night that you eat them. Here's the thing. Use the less scheduled day to be ready for the crazy scheduled days and see how well that works and get a feel for this. Um, Allison, the founder is offering listeners of a slob comes clean, a free two week trial. This is a great time to try it out to get your trial. Go to prep dish.com slash a slob comes clean. That's prep com slash a slob comes clean altogether to get your free free two week trial. Okay. So let's talk about my mama and, um, Yeah. Uh, just a reminder that I don't give parenting advice. Um, yeah, I just don't because we're, we're in the midst of it. So I think I have 17 years, right at 17 years left before I will give parenting advice. I made a decision about three years ago. I was like, yeah, I'm not talking about this stuff. I'm not telling anybody how to be a parent. Um, we're going to see how this all turns out. (laughs) So anyway, this is all based on my own mother and what the things that I'm very thankful for, um, that she did that I believe are the things that have preserved our relationship, which is the thing that makes it all. Um, yeah, work out. Okay. Here, here's number one. And this is something that I struggle with as a parent. I don't, I wouldn't say I struggle with as a parent, but I, I try to, um, what's the word when she modeled it. And then I, I don't know, I, I, this is what I try to do. She took me seriously. I look back sometimes at some of the things that were major trauma and drama for me, especially as a teenager is what I think about even as a child. And I think, Oh my word, how did she not laugh in my face? How did she not shut me down and go, that is so dumb. Seriously, that is so dumb. I mean, that's that is sometimes my initial reaction to things because I look at in the scheme of your life, child, this is not going to be a big deal. But without engaging and making the drama worse, okay, I'm not saying in any way that she was like, Oh, my goodness, this is a big deal. But she listened to my concerns and took me seriously. So when I would have these, um, you know, relating to cleaning. I mean, I never liked being messy. And so I was always trying to come up with, okay, this is how I'm going to start doing things. And my my mom would listen to me and take me seriously and not go, "Mm -hmm. you know what, this is, (laughs) yeah, we'll see how long this one lasts, which there are people in life who do react that way. Okay. But my mom would be like, okay, well, how can I help you make that happen? Um, you know, what can I do to help you or, you know, giving me some feedback here and there. So she took me seriously in these, um, in everything, you know, I mean, I, I can remember specifically one night just wailing (laughs) over some, you know, teenage drama that was going on in my life and her just listening. And I look back and I think, wow, she just listened. And that was exactly what I needed oh my goodness, what in the world was probably going through her head, you know? Um, but that was just, that was, and that's one of those things I'm trying to do with my kids is just listen, because, you know, some great advice that a friend of mine said one time is they're like, you know, we look at it as childhood. They look at it as their life, you know? So having that, yes, being there as a perspective, a perspective of wisdom, but also taking them seriously. Um, Let's see if I can read my writing here. I actually wrote notes. You're proud of me. Um, yeah, I said she always listened and almost never dismissed my concerns. Almost never. Okay. Because sometimes there are times where you just have to say, Hey, no. uh -uh." Um, anyway, but okay. Number two, she helped and then she helped again and then she helped again and helped again and then kept helping. Um I think one of the hardest things about being an adult and um it, to me is is just that realization that this whole arrival of life being easy and predictable um that time never comes. Like it feels like it when you're a child, right? Um it still feels like it sometimes now. It's something I struggle against of okay, I'm going to get to this point in my life where everything's going to be perfect. And that's my aim. And then coming to a point now as an adult, I feel like it's a maturity thing for me to go. That mythical time is mythical. It's never going to actually happen. And so I have to embrace the reality of part of life is just keeping on going. And adjusting to all the new things that get thrown my way instead of going oh my goodness I had everything figured out and now something comes along to change it what's the point instead going well this is life things come along and they change my well laid plans and blah 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 um and my mom's impact on my life in this way was you know like I said before when I would come up with new ideas on how I was going to you know keep my room under control or whatever she was there to help if I was wanting, you know, if I was motivated, she was right there to help me. She also had plenty of times where she worked to motivate me as well. I've talked about this before in another podcast, um, dealing with a disorganized child, you know, from the perspective of my mother and me, um, me being the disorganized child, but you know, she would come in and when I was motivated to work on things. She came on in and she was very supportive in that. Okay. Now, also there was the forced things from her, um, role as my mother as well. But I I think the issue there is she didn't go, my word, I've helped you before. And it didn't help, you know, even though to me, that would be some of the natural reaction there is just to say, okay, let's try it again. Come on, because that's life, right? Is not giving up. And even when you fail, picking yourself up and going, well, it's better to keep going imperfectly than it is to just completely stop. And so she was like, all right, let's, let's do this. And always willing to help. Um, number three, she taught me a lot of skills, whether or not I, my house is clean now is not because my mother didn't teach me. We did the dishes after every meal. I can remember when our dishwasher was broken. And that's just what we did The the table was cleared, the all that kind of stuff. So it is, you know, I did have somebody one time who was like, Well, I guess you were just never taught this by your mother. And I'm like, get off my side person. Um, Anyway, that's not true. You know, my mother did teach me this, which that's your hope if your child is the crazy. Um, not crazy, right? We're not crazy. Is the person who struggles with this kind of stuff um you know ultimately it's it's putting this stuff into place in my own home i she taught me these things i just didn't really pay much attention <laughs> i guess or just thought oh i'll be able to do that differently or better or whatever and then putting it into place you know so she taught me to do dishes she taught me to clean a sink clean a bathtub clean a toilet, you know, all these kinds of things. She taught me the skills, which by the way, don't forget, I do have teaching kids to clean, which is, you know, lesson plans for teaching your kids cleaning skills, not how to be perfectly clean and never, you know, bug you again, but the actual skills of cleaning. So she, she did that. I mean, she taught me how to clean. She taught me how to cook. I remember her later thinking, Oh, maybe I didn't teach you enough of how to cook. She taught me, fine because she taught me to not be scared of following a recipe. She taught me, you know, how to use the stove, use the oven. So I knew all these things. And then in adulthood, I mean, think about your own life and how much that period of making it your own is the period where you really, really, really learned it. You know what I mean? But having that basis of skills, um, I'm very thankful for that. Uh, number four, and here's something I'm not sure what to do with cleaning, but this, honestly, I look back at, and it's a struggle for me as a mom, but I look back and go my, for my unique personality, this was the wisest thing that she did. And that is, um, she saw my independent streak, my thirst for adventure streak, which she will say that she had the same thing. And it was not honored, you know, by her parents. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it just wasn't, I don't know, whatever, but she saw this super independent, possibly rebellious streak in me and, um, made a decision to find and allow safe opportunities for me to experience independence. What, what does that mean? What am I talking about? Um, you know, from things like going away to camp, um, which to me was the most normal thing in the world. I wanted to do it. My mom was super supportive. Um, And now I look back and I know from experience that there are a lot of parents who just don't let their kids do that because it's scary. And I I get that. And I don't think all kids need that. And you know your child, which is actually the point. But she knew me and she knew I desperately needed that independence in a safe environment. So things like when I was 16 and I went literally a thousand miles away to work at a camp I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using PrepDish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dishes' step by step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional chart. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com clean. There, she has told me now that there were other mothers of teenage girls who were really frustrated with her because they were like, wait, my daughter's going to want to do something like that now too. How can you let your daughter go do this? And she just said, you know, and at the time I had no idea that that was scary to my parents. I was like, Hey, I want to go do this. And they're like, okay. And I mean, it wasn't okay. I mean, they researched and found out every detail. And I find out later that my dad called the camp director to like basically find out every detail of what it's going to be like. I didn't know all that at the time, but you know, they, she knew that I needed to experience that independence and so when this opportunity came up, that's a little bit crazy to like, I have a 16 year old now and he doesn't want to go a thousand miles away, but I get it. I get how that's like, Whoa, ah, Oh my goodness. What are you serious? I can, I can see that now. And she made a conscious decision to find that Opportunity for me. And I honestly believe, I'm not sure what this part has to do with cleaning, but I really believe this is one of those super wise things that she did because she knew me and she paid attention to my personality and how I was and knew that I needed this independence. And so she found or she allowed the opportunity for me to go experience that independence in a safe situation. She didn't let me go backpack in Europe at 16. Okay. But she did let me go off to this place that was a completely secure and whatever. I mean, but it was hard for her, you know, I mean, it was hard for her, but she let me do that because this is a situation where of all things, where she could go a thousand miles away. I'm saying a thousand miles. I actually don't know, but it was anyway, whatever. But she, um, it was like eight, like 20, 24 hours drive. So I don't know how many miles that is. But um, anyway, so she allowed me to go do this thing to get that experience within a safe environment that then would meet that need for me to have that so that I then didn't find my own way to exercise this desperate need to be on my own and independent in a way that wasn't safe. Okay how would that apply to cleaning? Um, Well, I mean, you know, it's hard as a mama sometimes when the kids do get this idea in their head of um, how they want to organize their room or, um, you know, folding towels or whatever. I mean, I see that all the time on the internet, you know, little memes of, oh, it makes me crazy. I have to refold everything that my kids fold. Um, No, you don't. Towels don't have to be folded perfectly coming from the person who doesn't fold towels perfectly. But I mean, you know, that allow, you know, that's the kind of stuff that was her personality is to let me do that kind of stuff. Um, whatever. Okay. And this one is the next to last one. And I, this is going to sound shallow, but I actually think it's really important. She laughed at my jokes, and still laughs at my jokes. I can remember bringing friends home from college, which they were always welcome to come home with us, to come home with me, um, because she wanted to know them and all my friends she knew from plays. So she's like, so I would say, oh, you know, it was he was so and so in this play, or she was so and so in this play. So that's how people were identified in my world, because they would come out and see all my plays, um, but my friends would be like, okay, we sit at the table and your parents just laugh and laugh at all your jokes. And I, as a parent have had to make a conscious decision to laugh at my kids jokes because now granted, this is also her knowing me and her knowing that people laughing at my jokes is really important to me. That's not the thing that's important to a lot of people, but humor, funniness, please think I'm funny. That's my main goal. You know, I really like when people laugh at my jokes. And so that was important was what was important to me. And I have passed that on to my children. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing that they think they always have to be funny, but whatever. Um, I am so appreciative that my parents laughed at my jokes and I purposely laugh at my kids' jokes because here's the thing. Sometimes, there are times where I don't want to laugh, even if it's funny, because I feel like laughing at their joke is giving them what they want in a situation where maybe I'm frustrated with them. And now I'm not talking about a disrespectful joke, but I'm just saying like in a situation where it's like, I don't know. I think sometimes it's that control thing as a parent of laughing is a little bit of giving up control. It, it, it is. I mean, it's, you know, like a response, you know, and not, I don't, I don't know if I'm making any sense here, but there are times where, especially when my kids were little and I would think I would find myself resisting laughing at their joke. I'm not talking about, you know, laughing at them in a situation where I shouldn't be laughing at them. Like we were talking about number one, you know, with taking me seriously and they say something. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying when they are legitimately trying to be funny, I would find myself resisting laughing at them. And I made a conscious choice. I'm going to laugh at their jokes. Why? Because laughing is fun. And laughing together is the thing that builds positive family memories and relationship. And it shows that I like them. And my parents laughing at my jokes showed that they liked me. Um, And like I said, it's different for different people. I have a friend who doesn't like to be laughed at. I just can't even understand that. But the thing that was important to me, they acknowledged that and they participated in it is basically what was going on. You know, if it was important to me to have people laugh at my joke, then they laughed at my jokes. And I just, there is such a, so much of life is easier when you let yourself laugh. I hope that's something that I'm able to do for you guys if you're still listening and I haven't been too rambly this podcast, which sometimes happens, but whatever. Um, but if you're, I mean, I, I feel like I am not the world's greatest cleaner. I mean, come on, I'm me. But I'm like, I feel like one of the things that I have to offer in this crazy thing that has you know, turned into my thing that I talk about on the internet, is to not take everything so seriously. You know, is is to go, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to go, um, seriously, how did this happen again? Okay, let's laugh about it. As opposed to how did this happen again? Let's all cry about it. I mean, laughing is much more fun than crying. It just by definition is. And letting yourself laugh, letting yourself not th- take things so seriously is a life skill and laughing at my kids jokes makes them feel loved and is a whole lot more fun as to be together as a family when we can joke and i and i will say there were some rough years there when they were eight and 10. This is my own perspective as a mother. Um, when we were, my husband and I were like, Oh my goodness, what have we taught them that they think they need to be funny all the time? And they didn't quite get the whole like nuance of funny, not mean, and you know, all that kind of stuff or whatever. But now that they're older, they're legitimately funny. And it, it just makes such a difference in our relationship to be willing to laugh at their jokes. Yes, we had to do a lot of teaching in those years with of helping them find that line between yeah, that's not funny. And but this is instead of well, that's not funny. So I'm just going to never laugh at your jokes, so that you learn to never say anything like that. Again, you know, that's not what we're doing. Okay, yeah. I'm very thankful my parents laughed at my jokes. Yeah, that's what I'm basically saying is I really feel like that helped our relationship. And I can't fully explain it, but I know as a parent, this strange reaction sometimes of not wanting to laugh at my kid's joke. And for some reason thinking that that's a good thing. And then I'm like, no, if it's a funny joke and doesn't hurt someone, I'm going to laugh because that helps our relationship. Okay. Um, And then finally is the obvious. Um, unconditional love. My I've told this story, I think in the one of how to deal with a disorganized child, um, from my mother's perspective. But my mom tells the story. I don't remember this. But she tells the story of me being around um, 14. I don't remember. And we were having a discussion in the doorway of my room, a discussion where we were not agreeing on things. And she looked at my room and said, or did not say it, but in her mind wanted to pile on to this frustrating moment with how awful my room was and made a conscious choice that she was just going to close the door and let it be because that was not going to be the thing that broke our relationship she was not going to sacrifice our relationship over this issue of my, the state of my room. Um, which sounds so obvious, but y'all, I hear from so many who that was not the case. Um, so I'm incredibly thankful for that. And I I just want to say, not that she quit trying because she, as I said in number two, she helped and she helped again and she helped again, but she switched from the disciplinary side of it to the helping side. And maybe that was the switch, but that's what I, that's the part I remember is the, my mom was always there to help me. She was always there to help me keep it under control, help me keep it from getting too far gone, help me try to find ways that work for me, all that kind of stuff. But it was never a deal breaker. This was not going to be the deal breaker. And I don't say this because I know so many of you had a very different experience with your mom I don't say this as a, um, as some, as a way to make you resent or regret. I'm just saying it was a purposeful thing on her part. So my hope for you, if you are a mother to realize it can be a purposeful choice to preserve the relationship. That doesn't mean you give up, but your top priority is preserving the relationship. for those of you who are adults now and did not have that experience to realize that you can restore the relationship with the house, not being part of that. And to know that your mama did the best she could. And we've all made mistakes. My parents did not get me another Barbie car. I was Barbie carless and I've lived to tell about it. I'm just being funny there. <laughs> um but we've all made mistakes. But focusing on the relationship and how many stories are there of relationships that are restored, you know, way down the line and maybe your mom's gone and you didn't have a chance to restore that relationship. But just giving everybody the benefit of the doubt. Giving the benefit of the doubt that you wish someone would have given you when they did not understand that this is just a struggle because of your brain type, like me, give them the benefit of the doubt that they were doing the best that they could in their job as a mama. And whether or not that relationship is able to be restored at this point, just giving them the benefit of the, yeah, benefit of the doubt is going to help your perspective on that. There's a lot to be said for the benefit of the doubt. Relationships that are healthy are relationships where people give people the benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. That's really hard to say a thousand times anyway, but it's true. Give the benefit of the doubt. Focus on there are going to be no deal breakers in this relationship. Okay. I'm not talking about unhealthy ones. I'm not talking about abusive ones, but I am saying give the benefit of the doubt, um, and know that most of us are truly doing the best that we can and laugh at everybody's jokes, not laugh at them, but if they tell a joke, be willing to laugh because laughter is a huge tension breaker. Who I'm preachy. Okay. All right, guys. Um, happy mother's day. And to those of you who are struggling over mother's day, I'm sorry. Um, I have nothing profound to say other than I'm sorry. So, okay. I want to remind you guys that it is important for you to subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcast player you're using right now. Um, if you would like, or if you just want to subscribe by email, so you get an email when a new podcast comes out, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts. There's also information there about joining our Patreon, which is a um, patron system there. Um, anyway, but the reason you want to subscribe is I only have a few weeks left. think I maybe have three or four more podcasts before I take my summer break, which I desperately need this year post book. Um, I'm probably about to lose my mind. Anyway, I need a break. Um, and I do this every summer, but I do come back in the fall. And if you're subscribed, then you won't miss when I come back. So, and I say the fall, but it's actually going to be August. So anyway, I will, um, talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye.